Praise God. Okay, I'm ready. <clears throat> oh, so let's start here in uh, in Psalm 50. And uh, oh, the reason I want to start in Psalms is because Psalms, like I say, it's in, it's you know we all know if you've been in church much any time, you've heard of the Book of Psalms. Well, remember it's not guitar picking type stuff. Matter of fact, all the guitar picking stuff I'm 54 that I've ever watched people do with the Book of Psalms, they cut everything out. They use one line and get us all to sing it. And if you would sing the rest of that thing, no wonder you'd be singing that line. They give like, exalt the Lord, exalt. It's almost like we're supposed to just, God's all wrapped up in exalting him. Well, the reason we exalt the Lord is because he said he created the heavens and the earth and he will get you out of trouble. And he and he and he. And then it's like, I get it, you know. So watch this. The mighty God, the Lord, has summoned all mankind east to west. Okay, that just grabbed everybody. That did not say, well, this is for the Jews only. But, of course, you know I'm going to say it. If it's in your Bible, it belongs to you anyway. There's, it's easy to figure out when you read your Bible. It's not just to the Jewish nation or Jews across the world. That's it. God's glory shines from the, from the beautiful temple on Mount Zion. He comes with the noise of thunder. I want to point out here that... Yes, there is an earthly temple. It's not exactly like it should be, but it was designed back in Israel's day in the Old Testament. They were supposed to make it a certain way. And the book of Hebrews tells us God said make it this way because it was a pattern of the real one in heaven. Okay. So anyway, he comes with the noise of thunder surrounded by devastating fire. A great storm rages round about him. He has come to judge his people. To heaven and earth, he shouts, gather together my own people who by, uh, who by their sacrifices upon my altar have promised to obey me. Now, this may seem like a scary thing, but don't worry about it. <clears throat> we already know we've all made mistakes and whatever. But let's just watch what the Lord says here. God will judge them with complete fairness. And of course he will. And basically, if you sin, you're toast and we've all sinned. <laughs> but don't worry about that. We have a sacrifice. Jesus has died for us. Okay. Even in the Old Testament, when you read the book of Genesis and Exodus, you'll find out there's a sacrifice for sin. There's always a sacrifice. He says, oh, my people, listen. Now, watch what he tells us here. Now, this goes against a lot of traditional, I like to say, hallmark Christianity. I, I couldn't believe it. I was trying to listen to a preacher the other day on the way back from church or whatever or I was driving there, and the guy, I just, I, I just despise hearing this because it throws faith right out the window. And he started out by saying, prayer is not just asking God for things. Well, I beg your pardon, in the scriptures, it is. We are in so much trouble. You know, now you can sit there and tell me that you're supposed to sit down and like some people, and they just, first you'd have to read it first because you don't find this in the scriptures. Everybody that talked to God in the scriptures didn't come up to God and say, you know what, you're just, you're just marvelous. I just want to spend a little time basking in your glory, whatever. If you're in trouble, you need help, okay? But anyway, watch what the Lord says. Oh, my people, listen, I am your God. Now, this is not a God in the sense that when you get to heaven, you'll be with me forever. To me, if that's all there is, I guess we're all looking forward to boredom. Because <laughs> what's out there? I mean, we, we've limited God so much, not realizing what he'll do in our life right now. He says, here are my charges against you. Okay, yikes. I have no complaint about the sacrifices you bring to my altar. Now, let's just hold it right there. Let's just say that's basic Christianity. You're doing the right things. You're, you're, you're going through the motions, whatever. You believe in Jesus because the only sacrifice we believe in is Jesus. Okay, watch this. You bring them regularly, but it isn't sacrificial bullocks or, or bulls and goats that I really want from you. 
He says, for all the animals of the field and the forest are mine. See, this is the living Bible. What do you think that is in the King James? King James. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's where that comes from. All the animals, all, they're all his. Okay. The cattle, there it is. The cattle on a thousand hills. I'm going to scroll down. What, what is he saying? What's his charges against us? Oh, the cattle on a thousand hills and all the birds upon the mountains. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> okay. For all the world is mine, everything in it. No, I don't need your sacrifices of flesh and blood. Now think about this. We don't need Jesus to die on the cross anymore. And he knows we get it. Well, what are you asking of me, Lord? What I want from you is your true thanks. I want your promises fulfilled. And I want you to trust me. Look at this. In your times of trouble. Now, I don't know about you, but that hits me right in the face. Because I can act like I don't have a prayer in the world. I can act like I ain't got nobody to help me. And I can act like God's arm is so short, he can't save. Moses got real ticked off. Like God got upset with the children of Israelites. With the children of Israel. But Moses finally had it. Because they'd been having manna all this time. And the people are going, man, we're tired of this manna stuff. Moses goes in and talks to God. And he says, look, why'd you put all these people on me? You know, all this burden. Did I not have enough trouble before this came along? You know. Of course, God, God says, tomorrow you'll have so much food, you can't eat it all. Matter of fact, God says, you're going to have so much food, you're going to vomit it out your nose. You're going to have so much meat. That's what, he, that's what he said. And Moses said, well, if we killed all our cows, God, you know, we still wouldn't have enough. And the Lord said this, is my arm so short that I can't save? He says, you watch tomorrow. And of course, the next day, quail were just everywhere. They were flying this high. All you had to do is grab one as it come by. Throw it on the grill, you know. But the important thing is, is what he says here. Uh, he says, I want you to trust me in your times of trouble. So what? I can teach you how bad life is? No. So I can rescue you and you can give me glory. See, we can't be quiet. It's like when you give Grace a toy or whatever. She's not going to be quiet. First thing she says, Mommy, look, you know. <laughs> when Jesus does something for you, boom, you got to tell somebody. And that's the way it works. But even if you didn't tell somebody, God wants you out of your problem because he wants you to know how much he loves you. And he does. Now, oh, <clears throat> I want us to uh, jump to uh, the book of Genesis. And as you remember, the story of the coat of many colors, you've got Joseph who had uh, 11 brothers and they got real mad at him. And they sold him, basically, they actually wanted to kill him. And, uh, but they didn't. Remember, you have, Isaac, uh, Isaac, you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, these names are important. We have a psalm, it's Psalm 20, it says, May the God of Jacob deliver you. Well, in Genesis, you see the God of Jacob delivering him. And we covered that uh, a few days ago. So watch this right here. Jacob heard there was grain available in Egypt. He said to his sons, why are you standing around looking at one another? I've heard there's grain available in Egypt. Go down there. It's like from here, dry, uh, from here go to Florida. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, for us, or we'll starve to death. So see what's going on? They're about, to, they're about to run out of food. Okay. So Joseph's ten older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. Now, remember, Joseph is already down there. At this time, Joseph is already the vice pharaoh, we like to say. He's vice president. They don't know what's happened. They thought he was dead. So anyway, they went down to Egypt to buy grain. <clears throat> it's important that you realize, ten. Ten older brothers. There's eleven. 
Benjamin stayed home. Now, why did Benjamin stay home? Well, his mama's name was Rachel. She died during his birth. Joseph was the other brother from that mother. And very, there's reason he got the coat of many colors, even though it, it, it irked the other brothers. <clears throat> but anyway, however, ja- here it is right here. Jacob wouldn't let the younger brother, Benjamin, go with him for fear of some harm might happen to him as his brother Joseph. Remember, Jacob thinks he's dead. Okay. All right, so it was that Israel's, Israel's the same name for Jacob. So Jacob's son, you can call it Israel, <clears throat> arrived in Egypt along with many others from many lands to buy food, for the famine was severe in Canaan. Okay, so it's in Alabama, big famine, but they got corn in Florida. Now, not only is, is uh, Abraham's kids here, Joseph's, I mean, excuse, Joseph's brother's coming down there, but did you catch it? Others from all over. They're coming from all over, you know. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of the sale of grain, it was him that is brothers came. Now, now you can start seeing the gigantic coincidence. Oh my goodness. He is in charge. And can you see the hand of the Lord taking care of his children? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all his kids. He put Jacob, I mean, excuse me, Joseph in this position. Well, don't remember the evil that uh, the brothers had done to Joseph. So let's watch this play out. And they bowed before him and their faces to the earth. Joseph recognized them instantly, but pretended he didn't. Now, remember, he's a younger brother, and he knows what they did to him, you know. Let's watch what happens. And so look what he says. Where are you from? He demanded roughly. Boy, he didn't just say, well, I've got to be nice. Where are you from? From the land of Canaan, they replied. We've come to buy grain. Joseph remembered the dreams long ago. Remember, he had a dream where all his brothers bowed down to him. Actually, he said, I was a stalk of grain and all these other stalks of grain, and they were y'all, and y'all bowed down to me. Even his daddy was said, quit telling your brothers about these dreams. You think we're going to bow down to you? But Joseph remembered it was all coming to peace, coming to part. But anyway, he said to them, you're spies. You've come to see how destitute the famine has made our land. No, no, they exclaimed. We've come to buy food. We are all brothers, honest men. We're not spies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is fantastic. Watch what happens here. Yes, you are, he said. You've come to see how weak we are. Sir, they said, we, there are 12 brothers. <laughs> oh, man. And our father is in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is there with our father. In a minute, the other brothers are saying, why did you tell him we had another brother? You idiot. <laughs> Joseph would have known anyway. And one of our brothers is dead. Oh, no, he's not. He's standing in front of him, but he looks like an Egyptian. So Joseph said, what does that prove? You're spies. This is the way I'll test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you are not going to leave Egypt until this younger brother comes here. Listen, that's going to kill Jacob because <clears throat> dad, grandpa's still up in Israel. Okay. One of you must go and get, oh, one of you's got to go up and go get uh, oh, your younger brother. Go up and get your younger brother. I'll keep the rest here bound in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. If it turns out you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know your spies. He threw them all in jail for three days. Now, actually, he's going to let them all go except for one, Simeon. The third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to prove yourselves. I'm going to take a chance that you are telling the truth. And I'll let all y'all go except for Simeon. I'm going to take a chance that you're honorable. Only one of you shall remain in chains, and the rest of you may go home uh, for your families. But bring the younger brother back to me. In this way, I'll know whether or not you're telling me the truth. If you are, I'll spare you. To this they agree. Now, we haven't seen the scripture yet in a moment, but 
Jacob, I mean, not Jacob, oh, Joseph is using a translator. <laughs> He's milking this for all it's worth. Speaking among themselves, they said, this has all happened because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his terror and anguish and heard his pleadings, but we wouldn't listen. And uh, the brothers are saying, didn't I tell you don't do this? Reuben asked, you know. See, Reuben didn't want him killed, but you wouldn't listen. Now we're going to die because we, <laughs> we murdered him. Oh, man. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them as he was standing right there. For he had been, here it is, they'd been, he'd been speaking through an interpreter. Now he left the room and found a place where he could weep. I mean, this is tearing Joseph up. Okay. Returning, he selected Simeon from among them and had him bound before their eyes. They just tied him up. We'll tie you up, buddy. His brother. Wow. Now remember, this is not a rinky-dink society here. This is head of all of Egypt at Joseph's disposal. They ordered, now watch what happens here. Then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but also gave secret instructions to put each brother's payment at the top of the sack. So the money that they had from Grandpa to pay for the grain, Joseph stuffed it all back in there. He also gave them provisions for their journey. So they loaded up their donkeys with the grain and started for home. But when they stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get some grain to feed them. And uh-oh, what happened? And there was money in the mouth of the sack. Look, exclaimed to his brothers. My money is here in my sack. And they were filled with terror. Trembling, they exclaimed to one another, What is this that God has done to us? So they came to their father Jacob in the land of Cana and told him, all that had happened. Now this is going to, like you say, this is really going to hurt <clears throat> uh, Jacob. The king's assistant spoke to us very roughly, they told him, and took us for spies. No, no, we said, we're honest men, not spies. We're 12 brothers, sons of the father, of a father. One is dead and the youngest is with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man told us, this is the way you'll find out. I'll find out if you claim to be. Leave one of your brothers here and take grain to your family and go home and bring your youngest brother back. So it's actually Jacob's the one who's going to be mad. He's going to say, why did you tell him? He says, then I'll know whether you are spies or honest men. If you prove to be what you say, then I'll give your brother back. <clears throat> and then you can come and go and purchase grain. As they emptied out their sacks, at the top of each sack was the money they paid for the grain. Terror gripped them all. As it did their father. Then Jacob exclaimed, You have bereaved me of my son. Oh, talk about uh, of my children. Joseph didn't come back. Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin? Everything has been against me. Then Reuben, now watch what Reuben says. Reuben said to his father, Kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back. I will be responsible for him. But Jacob replied, My son shall not go down with you, for, my bro for his brother Joseph is dead, and he is alone and is left with his... Oh, he's all I have left of my mother's children. If anything happens to him, I would die. So this is... They just think it's all over with. Here we go. But there was no relief from the terrible famine throughout the land. So you've got to realize it wasn't just like, well, I guess this is a family issue. No, they're starving. They are completely starving. And it was God that had worked this out to, to save you so that you could have a face like Grace or Evelyn. Not to even be worried about it today. Whatever your problems are. So watch what happens. Here's the grand finale. Anyway, so there was terrible famine throughout the land. When the grain they had brought from Egypt was gone, their father said to them, go. In other words, he's had it. Go. Buy us some little food. In other words, remember, he left his other son. Simeon's down there in prison. 
But Judah told him, the man wasn't fooling one bit. He said, don't ever come back here unless your brother is with you. We cannot go unless Benjamin goes with us. Well, daddy's going to say okay. He says, why did you ever tell him you had a brother? Israel, excuse me. Oh, come on, get my mouse back. Oh, oh, why, why, did, why did you have to treat me that way? But the man specifically asked about our family. They told him he wanted to know whether our father was still living. And he asked us if we had another brother. And we told, See, remember, 20 years had passed by. So Joseph is actually, he's prodding, trying to find. He says, is dad okay? Oh, my little brother. So anyway, bring me your little brother. Judah said to his father, send the lad with me and we will be on our way. Otherwise, we're all going to die of starvation. And not only we, but you and all our little ones. I guarantee his safety. Well, I tell you what, Judah put his life on the line here. He's saying, you know, I'm going to make it or not. If I don't bring him back, then you can let me bear the blame forever. For we would, for we could have gone and returned by this time if you'd let him come. So apparently days had passed by, probably a month or so. So their father Israel finally uh, said to them, if it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Load your donkeys with the best products of the land. Take them to this man as gifts. Balm, honey, spice, myrrh, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take the double money so that you can pay back what is in the mouths uh, of your sack. Yeah, remember, because <laughs> Joseph put all their money back in there. It's like you paid for a job, and by the time you walked to your car, somebody stuck the money back in there. May God Almighty give you mercy before this man so that he will release Simeon and return Benjamin. And if I must bear the anguish of their deaths, then so be it. This was so bad. They were going to die of starvation no matter what. So they took the gifts and the double money and went to Egypt and stood before Joseph. Oh boy, now they're standing before Joseph again. When Joseph, look what happens here. When Joseph saw Benjamin, oh man was with him. He said to the manager of the household, these men will eat with me this noon. Take them home and prepare a big feast. So the man did as he was told and took them to Joseph's palace. They were badly frightened when they saw where they were being taken. I mean, they're thinking, oh no, this is the end of it. It's because of the money returned to us in our sacks, they said. He wants to pretend we stole it and seize us as slaves with our donkeys. See, they had no clue. Here we go. As they arrived at the entrance of the palace, they went over to Joseph's household manager and said to him, Oh, sir, after our first trip to Egypt to buy food, as we were returning home, we stopped for the night and opened our sacks. So they're admitting it. They're going, Hey, listen, we tried to pay Pharaoh, but we, walked, we left, got out of town. Our money was still in the bags. And there was money there. We paid for the grain. Here it is. We brought it and gave it back to you again, along with additional money and you know, interest. We have no idea how the money got in our sacks. Look what the household guy says. Ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, there's a relief already. Don't worry about it. Your God, even the God of your fathers, must have put it there. Wow. For we have collected your money, all right. Then they released, look at that, Simeon's free. Then they released Simeon and brought him out. They were there, no, they were then conducted into the palace and given water to refresh their feet. Donkeys were fed. They got their presents ready for Joseph's arrival at noon, for they were told that he would be eating there. When Joseph came home, they gave him their presents, bowing low before him. He asked them how they'd been getting along. How's your father? The old man you spoke about. <laughs> yeah, your dad. Is he still alive? Yes, he's alive and well. Then again, they, uh, oh. 
they bowed before him. Look at his brother Benjamin, he asked. Is this your younger Looking at his brother Benjamin, he said, Is this your younger brother? Oh, the one you told me about? How are you, my son? <laughs> Ain't no telling what they made Jacob, I mean Joseph look like. He had to look like a Pharaoh, probably had makeup on or whatever and gold everywhere. Then Joseph made a hasty exit, for he was overcome with love for his brother. Can you imagine what's going on in Joseph's life right now? He thought he was a dead man when he was sold by his brothers. He thought he'd never see his brothers again. And yeah, there's a little agitation because of what they've done. But Joseph already knows that God sent him down here to save his whole family. Anyway, going to his bedroom, he wept there. So Joseph is in timeout because he already knows what's going on. He's crying his eyes out. Then he washed his face and came out, keeping himself under control. Oh, uh, let's eat. <laughs> anyway, what's funny is the, the Israelites ate here the, and the Egypt, Egyptians eat over here because they don't have anything to do with shepherds. Joseph ate by himself. His brothers served at the separate table and the Egyptians still another. For the Egyptians despised the Hebrews and never eat with them. Uh, watch this. He told each of them where to sit and seated them. Look at this. This should have been a clue. Joseph seated them in order of their births. You sit here. You sit here. Anyway, much to their amazement, their food. Anyway, the food was served to them. So think about that. They were like, how does he know? Whatever. Their food was served from them from his own table. He gave the largest serving to Benjamin. Why not? That's a little brother. Five times as much to any of the others. They had a wonderful time bantering back and forth. And I think the next line says something that, of course, if you do, you're guilty. <gasps> the wine flowed freely. Ain't supposed to be drinking. If you drink, you're sinning. That's so stupid. If you don't love your brother, you're sinning. Your alcohol's got nothing to do with it. People have trouble with alcohol. People have trouble with eating. People have trouble with driving. People have trouble with all kinds. Well, we can't outlaw all these things. And this stuff was never supposed to have been outlawed. <clears throat> well, quite frankly, I can't find any wine. I like it, but I'm not going to live my whole life and say I'm not going to touch it for some silly reason because I didn't read the Scriptures. <clears throat> so watch this. They had a wonderful time bantering back and forth, and the wine flowed freely. Here we go. Get ready. This is going to be the end of the message, but watch what happens here. Grand finale. When his brothers were ready to leave. Well, I'll tell you, Joseph, you talk about practical jokes, buddy. He's been working on them. He's going to make it worse right here. Joseph ordered his household manager to fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they could carry and put into the mouths of each sack the money he pays. In other words, put that money back in there. He also told, he also told to put Joseph's own silver cup in the top of Benjamin's sack. In other words, like he was a thief. Oh, no. So he took something priceless of, of Joseph's and stuck it in Benjamin's sack as though he stole it. Okay, along with the grain money. So the household manager did as he was told. These brothers were up at dawn on their way with their loaded donkeys. Don't you, can't you imagine how happy they were? They're like, whew, we dodged that one. But when they were barely, excuse me, when they were barely uh, out of the city, Joseph said to his household manager, chase after them, stop them. Ask them why they're acting like this when their benefactor has been so kind to them. Ask them, what do you mean by stealing my Lord's personal silver drinking cup? which he uses for fortune-telling. What a wicked thing you've done. So he caught up with them and spoke to them along the lines that he had been instructed. Oh, brother. 
What in the world are you talking about, they demanded. What kind of people do you think we are? You accuse us of such terrible things? Didn't we bring the money back we found in the mouth of the sacks? Why would, you, why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find his cup with any of us, let that one die. See, same thing Grandpa <clears throat> uh, Jacob said. <laughs> anyway, all the rest of us will be slaves forever to your master. Fair enough. <laughs> well, of course, Benjamin's going to have it in his sack. Uh, fair enough, the man exclaimed, except... The one who stole it will be a slave and the rest of you will go free. They quickly took down their sacks from the back of their donkeys and opened them. He began searching the oldest brother's sack going down the line to the youngest and the cup was found in Benjamin's. Oh no. They ripped their clothes in despair, loaded the donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still at home and Judah and his brothers arrived and they fell to the ground before him. Alright, they fell to the ground. And Joseph is still playing this for all it's worth. What are you trying to do? He demanded. Didn't you know such a man as I would know who stole it? And Judah said, Oh, what shall we say to my Lord? How can we plead? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. Sir, we have all returned to be your slaves, both we and he whose sack is in the cup to be found. No, Joseph said, Only the man who stole the cup, he shall be my slave. The rest of you shall go free. Boy, he was really setting them up. The rest of you can go home to your father. Judah stepped forward and said, Oh, sir, let me say just this word. Be patient with me for a moment, for I know you can doom me in an instant as though you were Pharaoh himself. Sir, you have asked us if we had a father or brother. And we said, Yes, we have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one. And his brother is dead. They think it's Joseph, but he's not. And he is alone and his mother's children and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, bring him here so that I can see him. But we said to you, sir, the lad cannot leave his father for it will kill his father. His father would die. But you told us, don't come back here unless the younger brother's with you. So we returned. Uh, let's see. So we returned to our father and told him what you said. And he said, go back and buy us a little food. We replied, we can't unless the younger brother goes with us. Uh, only then may we come. Then my father said, you know that my wife had uh, two sons and the one of them went away and never was turned doubtless torn by some wild animal. That's Joseph. I've never seen him since. And if you take his brother from me and if harm falls him, I'm going to die with sorrow. Now, sir, if I go back and the lad is not with me, seeing our father's life is bound up in the lad's life. When he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. And uh, we will be responsible for bringing gray hairs of sorrow to the grave. Sir, I pledged by my father I would take care of the lad. I told him if I don't bring him back to you, I'll bear the blame forever. Please let me stay here as a slave instead of the lad. And let the lad return to his brothers. For how shall I return to my father if the lad is not with me? Now you wonder why does he keep rehearsing all this kind of stuff? Well, because Joseph is fixing to tell us right here. He was rehearsing all this so they would all know what all took place was to take care of you and I. I cannot see, uh, I cannot bear to see what, what happened to him. Here it is. Joseph couldn't stand it any longer. Out, all of you, he cried to his attendants. So he told all the Egyptians to get out of the room. And he was alone with his brothers. Now remember, his brothers are clueless. Then guess what happened? Look at that. He wept loudly. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace. The news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's, because he was next door to Pharaoh. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. But you just blew them away. They're like, huh? See, immediately he's speaking Hebrew. I'm Joseph. Watch what he does. 
he said to his brothers, Is my father still alive? But his brothers couldn't say a word. They were stunned with surprise. Come over here, he said. So they came closer. They're looking real close. And he said, I'm Joseph. Remember, 20 years has passed. I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt for slavery. Notice what he says. But don't be angry. Uh, Don't be angry with yourselves. That you did to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to do what? Now, you've got to remember, I don't care what you're faced with now, what's your problem. God's all about taking care of you, to preserve you, your lives. These two years of famine will grow to seven, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me to keep you and your families alive, so that you will become a great nation. Yes, it was God who sent me here and not you, and he made me a counselor to Pharaoh and a manager of this entire nation. And he says, hurry, return to my father and tell him your son Joseph is alive. I'm going to stop here. Watch this. God has made me. Look at this. And God's going to do the same thing. If you'll notice what God's done in your life, chief of the land of Egypt, come down to me right away. You shall live in the land of Goshen so that you can be near, uh, so that you can be near me with all your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, all you have. I will take care of you. You men are my witnesses. Uh, my promise and my brother Benjamin has heard me say it, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you will come to utterly poverty poverty along with your household. Tell your father about my power here in Egypt. Don't you know this is just going to... Think about Jacob, man. He thinks his son's dead. And now, what blessing could God give you that would outdo what He's already done for you? You thought your son is dead, and all of a sudden, my gosh, he's alive. What else is on your table today that you need God to do for you? Just count on it. You're going to get it. What things serve you desire? When you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Then weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin and Benjamin began weeping too. Wow. And did the same with each of his brothers who finally found their tongues. (laughs) They were stunned. They couldn't say anything. Oh, man. The news. Listen, this is so funny. This is the reason I say they had government jobs and everyone go TDY, Bob. Watch this. The news soon reached Pharaoh. Joseph's brothers have come. And Pharaoh was happy to hear it, as well his officials. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, all this extra help. Tell your brothers to load their pack animals, return quickly to their homes in Canaan, and bring your father with all his families and come to Egypt and live here. Tell Pharaoh, uh, tell them Pharaoh will assign to you the very best territory of the land of Egypt. And you'll live off the fat of the land. And actually, when they left, the generals went with uh, oh, <clears throat> With Jacob, I mean with Joseph. Uh, anyway, let's see. He says, "Yeah, tell your brothers to take wagons. Look at this. Tell your brothers to take wagons from Egypt to carry their wives and their little ones on. It's not like, well, if they can get here, okay. Man, they sent Delta. They got to fly first class. Praise God. Don't worry about your property, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Gee whiz." So Joseph gave them wagons, and Pharaoh also commanded. Look, now Pharaoh's involved saying, well, you didn't do enough, boy. Let me tell you how to treat your family right. Pharaoh commanded and and provisions for their journey, and he gave each of them new clothes. Look at that. Gee. But Benjamin, he gave five changes of clothes, and he gave them a lot of money. Isn't that something? He sent his father ten donkeys of loads of good things of Egypt and ten donkeys loaded with grain and all kinds of food. So he sent his brothers off. Uh, Don't quarrel along the way was his parting shot. (laughs) And they left and they went to the land of Cana, the father. And 
this is the end of this chapter, but this is sort of a good news and bad news thing because the brothers now got to admit to their dad, uh, we got good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is Joseph's alive. Bad news is <laughs> we lied to you for 20 years. You know, Praise the Lord. But anyway, when they had given Joseph's message, he saw the wagons filled with food. Joseph had sent his spirit revived. Wow. See, because look at this. Says, Jacob's heart was like a stone. He couldn't take it in. He said, it must be true. Joseph, my son, is alive. I will go and see him before I die. And he did. He did. Now, why do we have all those details? Well, let me tell you something. You know, the reason you got these details is because when you read that story, you're supposed to say, praise God, I got hope. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if I had nine or whatever, 11 brothers, and they sold me into slavery. Or some horrible, bad family situation. I'm going to be all right. Remember when father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Man, that's a perfect example. Because Joseph was down there. And he was in prison for two years. But what do I care? A little prison for two years and all of a sudden you're vice Pharaoh? <laughs> but even while he was in prison, remember he was, they said, you seem to have your ducks in a row. And they made him in charge of everything. Father, we thank you. You are our God. You're going to take care of us no matter what. Father, we just thank you that by your stripes we're healed. Like I say, if we're not feeling good or anything related to that, you'll take care of that. Lord, also financially, if we're hurting, we just saw this story, how you wonderfully provide. And it's, I mean, five changes of clothes, 300 uh, pieces of silver. Praise the Lord. All this wonderful stuff. No, I'm just not worried. You'll take care of us. And if there's anything else, it may not be finances, may not be health, maybe it's just something else, just some big bad problem. Lord, it doesn't matter. You are so great, you'll get us out of it. That didn't leave anything left but for us to act like Joseph. Just be happy and tell others about how great our God is and what he's doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, who's going to blow my candles out?